Hi folks, it's your host W. Curtis Preston and I wanted to give you some great news. Druva liked my latest O'Reilly book enough to sponsor it and you can get a free copy by just going to druva.com slash podcast. Hope you like it. This week on No Hardware Required, we'll be discussing data resiliency. My guest this week is Stephen Manley, our CTO. Thanks for joining. Hi, and welcome to Druva's No Hardware Required podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and I have with me our CTO, Stephen Manley. How's it going, Stephen? Well, I'm feeling especially resilient today. I don't know about you. <laughs> I, I don't feel resilient at all right now, but, uh, you know, because it's Monday. It, we're recording this on a Monday morning, so, uh, but, you know, you can forgive me for not feeling resilient, but... I do think that we should talk about resilience, but before before we get into that, let, you and I have been in this industry for you know a little while, and we remember when things were different for uh, you know whatever category you'd like to put the type of company that we have. You know, <laughs> the old name was backup products, right? That that was the category, right? Backup products, right? Um, People expected the the only thing I remember sort of when I was arguing with companies back in the day as a as a customer was that I felt that they spent too much time talking about backup and not enough time or development talking about recovery. That's about the only thing I remember pushing backup products to do back in the day. What what about you? That that was the line that you know someone tried to to, to say you know smartest person in the room. It's not about backup. It's about recovery. But but it was always interesting because you know people go oh yeah it's a good point and then six seconds later turn into yeah, yeah but seriously you know my my backup success rate is only at eighty seven percent and uh, and you know we're exceeding our backup window and 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 so so. Yeah, that, that that was at least forever and ever and ever. That was really what it was because ultimately the daily backup challenges, those are the things that poke you every single day. And so as much as recovery was more important because it was so much less common, people worried more about the backups. Right. It, well, because, you know, the, you know, one common axiom that I, that I like to use is that which has not been backed up cannot be recovered. And so, yes, there was definitely a focus on, on success rate and there was a little bit too much focus uh, perhaps on the backup window without talking at all about a recovery window, right? There was no discussion, right? About, I, I think I had been in backups for, I'm a little ashamed to admit this, but I had been backups many years before I ever heard the term RTO. Mm. Right. And, and, and that's a term that that should be on your lips, recovery time objective, recovery point objective, how long the restore takes and how much data you're going to lose. Those should be on the lips of any person that has anything to do with backups, because really, in the end, that is the only thing that matters. And yes, backup window and things like that drive those things. But many other decisions that a customer would make would affect the recovery as well. The point of this part of this discussion is that the conversations that I had on the customer side, you had on the vendor side 15 years ago were very different than the conversations that we're having today. That's 100% true. And, and, and you know, there, there's a lot of things that have made that change. It's a whole bunch more workloads. And so recovery became not just a, a performance thing. You know, like you said, RPO, RTO, how much can I lose? How, how long can I be down? But, but even turned into... 
all right, do you actually know how to recover this thing? Because this thing's kind of complicated, right? You know, databases were one thing and then SAP was even harder. And then, and then you know, all of a sudden you get things like Salesforce and you just kind of go, wow, okay, yeah, that's not just throwing a bunch of data back at a, at a disk drive and thinking that you're going to be fine. I think you know, the new threats started to freak people out uh, justifiably uh, that, that, that it meant different things. And then I think the, the other part that, Again, started to get people's attention is, you know, we always had a little bit of this bifurcation, right? Going back to the old world when we had, you know, when snapshots first came out and we'd always say, with snapshots, we talk RPO and RTO. We'd say, oh, snapshots, you can recover quickly. You know, now, of course, if X, Y, or Z bad things happen, you know, you lose all your snapshots and, and boy, you better have some tape backups. But it was almost like we were creating this bifurcated world where you were either protecting your data in, in really the hopes that you would never have to recover it and you were just sort of doing it because you had to, or you were protecting your data for short-term recovery and you were hoping that really catastrophically bad things wouldn't happen. And then there was that murky middle in, that, that we all kind of looked at and went, Okay, we none of us can really solve that, so let's just pretend that uh, that doesn't exist. I agree with everything that you said. Uh, another thing that I would add to that list is that, and, and this is especially true for for Druva, we solved so much of that other stuff. Right, <laughs> right. We we backup window is not a problem with Druva. Ba- you know, backup throughput is not a problem with Druva. I mean, unless you have violated the fundamental laws of physics or something and you want to back up 10 petabytes of data through a t1 line or something other than that the backup window the throughput uh, and and we also covered the majority of the popular platforms right even yeah. even the newer ones things like kubernetes and then i would add to that list also that the modern thought process of the average it person is very different their expectations are very different than they were 25 years ago. And I just wanted to make sure as the backup person for a $35 billion corporation, I just wanted to make sure that I had a copy of my stuff somewhere else. That's all I wanted. Right. And I wanted to get it done in relatively as painless as possible. Nowadays, you know, modern customers have much more expectations. Partly those expectations have come from well, they're no longer worrying about these, you know, day-to-day things that we used to worry about. So now they can focus on perhaps some more important things, one of which that you touched on, which is these attacks, right? Let, let's talk a little bit about that. So there's apparently multiple attacks per minute of, of, of ransomware. That That's just, that's hard to fathom. You see these large attacks and you see these large ransoms getting paid. It's so disheartening to me as a, as a person who spent my career specializing in backup. I also think about uh, the OVH fire that happened in Europe, right? right? That they, the, the people, they didn't do the things they were supposed to do. And as a result, they lost, you know, th- there were companies that lost everything. And so there are many more things that, and that, that just, that, that wasn't a problem 20 years right. ago, right? Fire was a problem, but you knew, <laughs> you knew if you didn't have backups and you had a fire, you were in trouble. There were people apparently that actually paid for the OVH backup service, assuming OVA was, OVH was doing the right thing. And it appears that physically isolated backups meant we put it over in the corner. (laughs) 
And, you know, it's like bad, bad server over in the corner because I've spoken directly to some customers who are concerned with that. So these are new problems that we have today that we didn't have even five years ago, right? Definitely not 10 years ago. And so companies like ours have to step up the game. We can no longer be a backup company or even a data protection company. We have to be a data resiliency company. You agree with that? I do. And, and I, I think it's interesting. I mean, one of, the, one of the questions when I start talking about resiliency that comes up all the time, right? Every single person I, I what's the difference between resiliency and protection, right? That, that's the, uh, you know, because, uh, it, and, and, and I basically, you know, sort of, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways to look at it, but, but I largely sort of look and say, look, resiliency is all about, you know, you're ready to recover. Uh, you know, protection, again, was very much, you've got a copy, right? Like you were saying, my goal was to have a copy, to have a copy somewhere. And it might take me a couple of weeks to, to recover. It might take me a long time to even find the tape or the, or, or the data copy that I need. And, and resiliency to me is a lot more of, of, you know, you're sort of sitting there waiting, um, you know, to, to, to recover as quickly as possible. And even, even really in a lot of cases, you know, sort of be in a position to, to, to almost help identify that a recovery is needed. And, and, and to me, that's, that's the really big shift that, that I think our industry has to go through is everybody else is doing that whole shift left thing, right? Everything's supposed to shift left. Well, protection shifting left, I think it becomes effectively resiliency. It becomes being ready, being proactive, being whatever, whatever word you want to use rather than being inert and waiting. Yeah, I like that. You know, I was trying to think about outside of the IT industry, where else do we we use the word resilient? I always go to my mental model is it's, you know, for, for those of you who like, you know, Stallone movies, it, it's Rocky Balboa, right? Because, you know, I think the, the Rocky Balboa movie, right, which was the uh, sort mm-hmm. of the, the resurrection of the franchise, you know, he had the line, right? It, it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. And and I think that's a lot of what's ha- what happens, right? With ransomware attacks being launched, all the time, you're going to get hit with so many users and so much data. Stuff is going to go wrong and you want something that's going to help you keep moving forward as opposed to, you know, getting knocked down and, and, and having to wait. And, and so I, I always think of it as that, that Rocky Balboa moment. I like the analogy and I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it. For many years, the backup space has been kind of Rocky Balboa with his hands down, right? <laughs> you, you just get hit and then you come back. And then we're saying, hey, you know, we could actually notice that your backups are being attacked. We can protect the backups from being attacked. We can notice if they are being attacked. We can notice if you've if you've gotten a ransomware attack because we can see what happens with your backups. So we've got this crazy idea. Let's lift the gloves up. <laughs> right? You know, you know, yes, we, we, you know, we, for years, the backup industry has been able to come back. Like, you know, like you said, like Rocky Balboa to be truly resilient. We're like, Hey, how about if we just don't get hit in the face in the first place? Right? Yeah. We, you know, we have competitors that that are their backups are being directly attacked yeah. by ransomware, right? Yeah. And we're like, how about if we just move all of the backups off premises and store them in the cloud behind a completely different protection mechanism and store them multiple levels of protection away from the stuff that's attacking you? How about that? 
How about you don't get hit in the face in the first place? <laughs> I mean, that, that seems like a crazy idea, but it might just work. Yeah, it turns out yeah, not, not getting hit probably does feel a little bit better than getting repeatedly punched in the face. So That could be our new marketing slogan. <laughs> Stop getting punched in the face. Yeah, exactly. So we, we've talked about the, the kinds of things that we've done. You know, it starts with being you know, a data resiliency cloud, storing all of your data in one place, in one system, and knowing about all of your data because we have a single service that protects all of the different types of data, everything from cloud workloads, SaaS workloads, data center and hybrid workloads, endpoint workloads, all of those things in one place. We have all of your data so we can do interesting things. We can notice things are happening and we can, and and by the way, I I think we've said on other podcasts, if we're the reason that you found out you got attacked by ransomware, you do have other problems. <laughs> but we will notice that you've been attacked because, for example, one of the things that will happen is that the amount of incremental files that show up on a given laptop suddenly explode. And yeah. we have, you know, logic built in to detect that and to notify you. Yeah. We've also got logic during a recovery to actually scan and not restore the actual malware itself right. and to not restore the, the encrypted files. I think we've added a lot of functionality to like yeah. that. I think both of those are examples of, of, again, we're not just making copies anymore. You know, we're not just Rob Schneider at the copier making copies. And, and now that reference, there's like six people like, oh, I remember that Saturday Night Live skit and everybody under the age yeah. of 40 is like. You, you do realize that that is a really old reference, right? <laughs> but, but but I do think it's indicative of, of frankly, where the industry needs to go. Because, you know, I, I think you're, you're going to see two things happening in terms of these attacks. The first one is, you know, kind of these baseline attacks, these, you know, sort of this, what we consider the standard ransomware attacks, they're just going to get more frequent because it's so easy to launch because of ransomware as a service. And, and frankly, because you just need some cloud or some IOT devices to launch a pretty credible attack for a very small amount of money. But the second thing you're going to see is we're seeing the ransomware innovation, um, not, not saying ransomware protection innovation, actual ransomware innovation in, in, right. you know, in, in sort of multiple vectors uh, where the cyber criminals are looking and, and seeing things like, well, you know, let's try to actually get control of the whole environment. You know, let, let's get the email. Let's get the let's get the phone system. Let's control the backup system so we can just delete the backups. You know, they're doing right. things like, hey, we could encrypt data a little bit more slowly or go after older data. So maybe it'll be a little harder to detect that someone's being attacked. We can do more damage before they detect it. You know, obviously we're getting into exfiltration. So, you know, you, you've, you've got two things to worry about as a customer. The first is the frequency of the brute force attack is just going to increase because it's easy to launch. But then more and more people are going to start getting hit with these more, what I'd consider advanced attacks. And so you've got to start preparing to be a little bit smarter for those as well. Again, I'm, I'm going to go back to something I said earlier in the podcast. One of the reasons that we can focus on this is that we've solved all that other stuff, right? So, so many other vendors are still working on backup windows and, you know, backup server performance and what model of appliance we're going to apply to whatever, right? All, all of the, you know, and RAID and they're working on, you know, they're working on all these things that we were working on 20 years ago, whereas we've moved our technology into this cloud first mentality where we already have resilience built into our platform, 
because we're using easily the most vetted cloud provider as our infrastructure. So we can do all of these things and we can, it's possible because our platform is resilient and it, it then makes your backups more resilient. And I think anytime you're asking yourself about applying security patches and upgrades and capacity planning and, and, and again, that's, that's time that you, you can't get back to, to plan against what the modern threats are. And, and, and I think that's exactly what you're hitting at is look, if there are problems that have been solved, you know, there's so many new problems to tackle. Don't keep trying to solve the old ones if somebody solved them for you. And, and that's, and I think that's the lesson that, uh, you know, companies I meet over and over again, and this is true, whether you're building a new company or you're, uh, you know, you're, 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 you're a customer, but I, I, I'm at a startup that, uh, they were like, yeah, we're, we're, we're building our own TCP IP stack. And it, this wasn't a networking company, right? It was, it was, it was a much, it, and you just, I just looked at him and I was like, because that's going to make a real difference in your market. And they said, well, yeah, there's always been stuff in the TCP stack we didn't like. Not surprisingly, you'll never have heard of this company because they ran out of money before they were able to actually ship their real product. So just it's, it's always important not to get uh, distracted by you know, the old problem if it's been solved. Right. All right. Well, thank you very much, Stephen, for you know, another interesting conversation. Hey, anytime I can re- recommend to people not to rewrite their own TCP IP stack. If you're about <laughs> to do that, I mean, if you're a student, go for it, right? Totally fun, really cool thing to do. But, but boy, if you're a business, that cannot be the best use of your time. Yeah, it's a classic exercise in futility. And with that, I want to thank the listeners as well. And please subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And remember here at Druva, there's no hardware required.